Recording when you're ready. Uh, I'm good. All right. One. Uh, two. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's how you're going to play me. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't waste our energy. <laughs> I, won't, I won't waste it. That's we'll good. Just... It, it sets in the right direction. <laughs> Adult beverages are poured. The kids are asleep. Welcome to New Dad Gaming. It's a show about fatherhood, gaming, and new fathers figuring out their gaming lives. My name is Trevor, and I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. And I'm Jeff. My kids are not asleep, but they're 12 and 9, and they're upstairs fighting. I can you, hear them. You've been, play, you've been playing it so risky these last two episodes. Like, That's that true. Could, that could so easily spill out yep. into it. And the anyone who's not watching it live, we do record this live on Twitch, YouTube, and, uh, and Facebook, I believe, in case you happen to receive a notification and see us. If you subscribe to any of those channels, you'll see the note. Um, but for those watching live, we do have the video. <laughs> it's pointed towards the door. I reshifted my office. The problem with that now is previously I had it the other way. And when my kids would excitedly burst through the door when I'm in a meeting, I can just mute and give them the quick shush. Right and now. Instead, it's like the slow creak open and then like peeking their head through with like fi- uh, goldfish is falling from their mouths. Like, yeah, you're busy. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's been the work day. <laughs> Very busy. That's uh, okay. perfect. That's good that way. It's kind of like this um those old PC games where you had to like click around and you're like oh look the door can just click open and the kid appears. <laughs> just, <laughs> just <poops out. laughs> you lose points immediately. Uh, honestly though, like I I often will just invite them and I could care less. Like it's yeah. folks I work with fortunately are cool. It's just sort of like come and say hi everybody. Exactly. I love and I love those moments, man. I'm gonna miss it when they stop popping their heads in. <laughs> All right. Or now, you pop in your head to their stuff. You're like, oh, hey. They're, oh, man. They'll be doing their live stream. Yes. They'll be on Twitch. And then they're going to have old man dad poking. Oh, you're winning, son. What's going on? <laughs> That's her dream, right? <laughs> so good. All right. So for listeners of the show, like this year, I turned 40. Yes. This is the big one. Just like, this I mean, is the big one. I think it's cool. Like I'm, I'm, I feel almost selfish in a way, but I'm trying to like plan the year like plan an event for it like i'm hoping to get my family all together for a party and not not as in like throw me a party and let's have a jubilation i mean let's, if if it's okay with you guys i'd love i'd appreciate if we all got to dinner because right. it's me i love birthdays as it is and this is like the big one but it's officially right. time for a midlife crisis oh okay right. that comes with it right and immediately like so the thing I'm playing with right now, and we're going to talk through it from a dad perspective, is I'm considering buying a motorcycle. You what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. For this okay. is at home, Jeff had the full on hands in his face moment of, oh, God, this guy. Why? You and okay, a motorcycle. I did not expect this as the midlife yeah. crisis vehicle. Perfect. Um, it started with... As a as a history, like I've actually really liked motorized vehicles. I always had. I had a little pocket bike I brought, bought off my neighbor when I was younger. Okay. I used to rip around the schoolyard. It was so dangerous. The guy built it himself out of a lawnmower <laughs> engine, just affixed it to a frame. 
I should Are not you have kidding been, me? Weird. I, sh- I should not have been allowed to ride this thing. I loved it. I took this thing everywhere. Rode right. it until like it just it basically fell apart. I bought a riding lawnmower. Yes. And, and again, the same type of thing, but just because like I could put gas in it, like deal with the oil, start it up, and I'd, I'd always mow the lawn because I like being on this machine. Okay. And then I since okay. bought, you know, I had the Sea uh, Doo uh, a couple years ago, which was fantastic, like so happy, so pleasant, but it's not very practical. And Sea Doo to work, like Sea Doo the kids around. <laughs> yes. it, it was awesome, but it was going to quickly. We could just see the see it spelled out that this was going to quickly not going to be as fun going forward. Right. And we had an opportunity because of the silliness with uh, the pandemic and the prices. I sold it for the exact same price I bought it for. Yeah. After like pretty, three good. to four years of use is unbelievable. All right. So the, <laughs> how this started there, there is a, there's a dream car I have actually. And that's where the whole starting of this story, it's a 1990 BMW M3. Okay. If you've ever seen, it's like a cardboard box. Yeah. yeah. With wheels. Like it's so square. And it's, I've always adored that car. Always loved it. Right. And, I, and right. the initial thought for a midlife crisis year, was all right. What what is there any way that I can buy it at the beginning of summer? Uh huh. Be careful with it, maintain it well, and sell it for about the same amount in fall. Can oh, I, can, you just want like a little like rip around? Yeah, can then... I, for for my forties, for my the big forty year, can I sneak in my dream car just for like a for just for the summer and then like pop out? Maybe even if I lose like a thousand or two thousand, you get the moment, right? Okay. This car does not exist for that price. <laughs> Like, like it's either derelict and falling apart for like five thousand, or it's mint, gorgeous, beautiful for like forty to sixty thousand. Right. And so in the nineteen nineties, that is a four. Like that is an expensive car, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Super Nintendo age. <laughs> they come with a Super Nintendo. Yeah. You open the trunk, and it's a Super <laughs> Nintendo at every one. How did you know? So. Wow. But in looking for those, all of a sudden, like some motorcycles started to show up in that same feed. And the thing you notice about them, it's like, huh, those, these are very cheap. And I know motorcycles and I used to, you know, I had that tiny dirt bike and I love like four wheelers and everything kind of mechanical. It's like, geez, that's like really cheap to sneak in for yeah. a silly, unnecessary splurge in my 40 right because I'm, I'm talking there you can buy one the ones i'm looking at are something like a 2005 honda shadow okay not that big not that bulky you can honestly get in at like 2500 and the thing is just now we're gonna like stop running because it's this honda as it's not so sneak in sneak out so so i got everything <laughs> there's, so, there's so many avenues to talk about here i mean you get like if people are listening and they want to get you a gift for your 40 <laughs> Let's just subscribe to our Patreon. Pitch together and we'll get Trevor his Honda. Yeah, bike. but anyways, so it's totally feasible, totally reasonable. Now, here, here's the rub. Here's the challenge. Like, I'll say this. I am going to do it. Like, I've looked through it. I've already signed up for the motorcycle course, so I'm ready to go. The other thing about this, too, is that you can just, it seems it should be illegal, but you can just go and write your test, your M1, and then and you just on. start driving. You can just start riding on the round. That seems pretty nuts to me. You can't go on <laughs> highways, but otherwise you're just kind of free to rip around. Away you go. You just write it. You literally, I'm not kidding. You write a test, a, a paper test, and then you just start riding a motorcycle. That seems almost worse that you can't go on the highways because highways would make you afraid, right? Yeah. And on, on the streets, you're like, yeah, I could do it. And then you make a mistake, right? On the highways, you'd be terrified. Horrible like, mistakes. I don't want to be here. <laughs> don't so, want to. 
But I've already signed up for the uh, motorcycle course that's run through a university, and you just spend like two days like of intense training, then you get up to your mem yeah. two, blah blah blah. So like I'm going to make this happen. Now here's here's the parental rub though, and I'd be interested in your thoughts on it. The I am I am a father. I am the provider for the household. I'm a father of two kids, and motorcycling is not known for its safety record. This is <laughs> it's not it's not a safe thing, right? Yeah, and I mean, I have had. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. Like two friends who had owned them, who gave them up because they became dads or they just had like near misses. They're like, you know what? I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to get it. Yeah. So I think that the place where I've arrived though is, you know, it's, I'm not doing this so I can get on the road and feel alive again and rip like a hundred and like 200 miles per hour type nonsense. Like I just want to zip around town in sort of a fun way and just try it. And I don't want to, I don't want to arrive at 60 or 70 and miss the fact that I didn't give it a shot. Cause maybe, yeah. I'll say this too. Like I might, I, this might not work. I might get to fall. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This was not actually any fun whatsoever right. as a midlife crisis. But the, oh, that certainly enters into it. Like I'm actually, I'm, I'm co- very cognizant of that risk and what that actually represents. Like, like how, so how does that whole thing strike you as a, uh, <laughs> the risk factor, the midlife crisis factor? I mean, uh, I can understand like this so-called midlife crisis. I think it's just you, you know, you get up to forty and then you start taking stock of your life and you're like, all right, you know, I'm gonna bite the bullet soon, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to start knocking off this bucket list yeah. to try and get through. Uh, like, I don't know. I am not a big bike fan, so I'm not gonna like sway you one way or another. But I will say, I've had some friends that have unfortunate incidences with. A motorcycle but they were younger i'm not saying mm-hmm. that they're like dads out there and have a dad mindset they were just young and stupid mm-hmm. and did stupid things that being said those stupid people are on the road with you <laughs> like so <laughs> i'm not saying don't do it but like if you're going to keep it like to the grocery store and back by all means but i wouldn't be doing unless you want to like actually go to a track and just do that for a couple weekends and mm-hmm. then not bother with actually having the bike that was a that was a recommendation. It's funny that's that was actually a recommendation from a good friend of mine, also a father, um, and an avid motorcyclist. Uh, he gave like some stunning advice, like like really practical, like give your head a shake, like just be smart about it type stuff. And mm-hmm. one of them actually was track day. He's okay. Like, he's like, look, when you get the bike, like take it to a track day, and it's not about you're not going there to race. You're not going there to see how fast you can go. You're going there to fe- like really understand your bike. You know, because okay. it's one yeah. thing to kind of like hopefully pop around some corners, go out for groceries, as you say, but like bring it onto the track in a, a quote unquote safer environment as far as like there's no kind of opposing traffic. Yeah. And roam through. It just feel like really come to understand your bike. That one sounded interesting. He said, you know, like, look, he's like, I'm going to tell you about the, like, let's get through all the like the awful, boring stuff. I don't want to mention to you, but we got to talk about this. He's like, double, double check your life insurance that you're covered. Oh, my God. Okay. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, this is over total practical thing and i appreciate this like, look you got kids you know what i mean and just like you gotta because you some clauses have something around dangerous activities okay. and, and this would be considered that so if you're not all of a sudden oh it's okay i'm covered under my life insurance policy well i'm not because of this right um <clears throat> disability pay so because i do work with my hands as a designer it's like if i fall and they like i crack open my hands and i can't work like i need to have that coverage Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Would... So 
spend the end of your gaming days like that would oh be it. i know that'd be the worst Maybe in vr without the golf club i'm gonna have be to, done i'm gonna have to list that specifically listen i have a <laughs> podcast about fatherhood and gaming and if i lose my gaming hands that's it i can't possibly do this right you're gonna have a completely different podcast going on <laughs> yeah so it was so those things like invest in a helmet like a really good helmet like spend the money on that spend it on the jacket like do all the stuff just be smart so I think yeah. coming at it from a reasonable dad perspective, I think it's going to be okay. Like I'm really excited for it, but 40, man, midlife crisis. Let's do this. That is a, that is one big <laughs> crisis there. Well, let, let us know what happens. It sounds like you're kind of set on going forward. So yeah, the, if any of the gaming dads out there are writers, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some, especially from a fatherhood perspective, like things that have worked, lessons you've learned. How it goes right out to us at newdadgaming.com or at newdadgaming. We'd love to hear your motorcycle tips. Just, it's, not gonna be, it's not going to be Road Rash uh, 3 for a second. I was about to say, like, <laughs> do that. And, like, um, what was that old PC game? Is it Motocross Madness? Oh, that, that one too. Forever. Yeah. That one that is that a one. good game. Oh. See you out there. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we have uh, was interesting. Another thing, thing from my house, I'm kind of curious about where your kids were at with this series. But Lego Star Wars, great, great series of games. You know, I think we've recommended it a few times on the show. Yep. My son discovered it. Uh, the Skywalker Sega came to Game Pass. Kids have just been all over it, absolutely loving it. Now, what ultimately what happened is, though, they came to find out that this is actually a movie series. So all these like oh. sto- all these stories and all these cool characters. <laughs> Wait playing. a minute. <laughs> Wait, they they created a movie based on this game? Based oh. on these games? That's that's awesome. I want to no, see it. No, son. No, just it, you got the, your heart's in the right place, but it's not quite right. But what we started to do is we started to watch all of the Star Wars movies starting just tonight because of this game. He's like, oh, I'd love to watch this game. Like, can we? Or I'd love to watch this movie. Can we do it? And there we are. So now we're playing Lego Star Wars, which is awesome. We're also watching the movie series. Have you had that? Have you gone either way with your kids where it's like game first, then movie, or movie and then game? Uh, it's usually movie and then game. So mm-hmm. a lot of like we watch Star Wars early in their years. Um, but usually they would see a movie, get interested in it, and then we'd find the game for mm-hmm. it. And they're like, this isn't as good as the <laughs> <laughs> Or like, do you know what I mean? It would be yeah. just a different experience. It's, it's one thing to watch the movie and another to play the game. So I don't know where your kids sit on that because mm. those prequel movies can be kind of long and drawn out. But yeah, the, episode one, it episode one is still a banger. Like, honestly, like it's just because it's action beat after action beat. Like it just doesn't stop. Yeah. So I think episode two, they're probably going to. It's a bit more of the love story stuff, so I Fade think a little bit, yeah, yeah, probably gonna push a little bit back on that one, but so far so good. So like it's kept up both sides. So like we're playing a whole bunch of the games. He's loving it, trying to get every character. Just unlocked the uh, rancor, I think it's called. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the huge, like it just just squealing with delight as he stomps through with this huge Lego monster through the rest Who of the wouldn't? world. Yeah, it's oh. the best type. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I was just kind of curious if like the. If there's any games to movies or movies to games, and it's been an awesome experience now. So we get to experience this whole world of Star Wars because they were introduced by the game. Yeah, it's one that um I remember for the Wii, we got them they were younger, but like the cars games and stuff. Right. Um 
they were not bad, but it was just like one of those things where like they really enjoyed the movie, right? And they were young, mm. but like that Pixar feel, which kind of the Lego games do, right? There, there's there's a lot of comedy. There's you know twists and turns that are funny, and and then the games like I don't know, like for that the movie's like not so much that, and then for this the game was more about the racing like it wasn't about the characters too much so they're like i'm kind of checked out on this i don't think it lasted more than a day it's like a stock standard racing game from like ps2 it was yeah it was not bad considering like who built it and you Mm. know what are you gonna do with that game you're gonna make this nascar game and go around with these pixar cartoon characters i don't know so it was yeah it was okay but yeah I'd probably say that the this Star Wars one is one of the better, yes, movie movie games that's ever existed because it's just it's a, its own thing that really pays homage to the original and it's just a lot of fun and interesting. Does it? Do, yeah. Does any strike you off the top of your head as far as movie games that did it well? Uh, Lord of the Rings. So yes. Battle from Middle Earth was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer ones, well, not new, but it has the other guy in it. Ah, I can't remember. Shadow of War. And all those yep. ones were really Although, good. That was amazing. It's where they kind of like take that story and like push it into a game. And like that's kind of their set piece. So they're mm. not going through the story beats. So to, you know, every single thing where you, you understand what's coming up next. It's more like this is the environment. You're doing this other thing. Mm-hmm. And it really merged well. So that's one off the top of my head that I, I found awesome. The kids have not done that. I doubt they will be like those are old yeah. games. So I don't think they'd be interested. I think I, I bet the kids could get into Shadow of War. I think that's one that holds up fairly well. Yeah, yeah. And mid, the Middle Earth one, oh, dare I say it, and we'll get into some remakes later on. But I mean, <laughs> dare I say they could do a, a remake of that? Yeah, that would yeah. be it'd be well deserved because it is is such a banger of a game. It, it did it so well. Good. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, gaming dads out there, have you had a similar experience with it? Was game to movie or movie to game? Do you have a favorite? Movie game adaptation. We'd love to get that conversation started at yeah. New Dad Gaming on Twitter, NewDadGaming.com. So, speaking of remasters, we had an unbelievably happy Jeff this week. What, we was, did. A, what was the good news there, Jeff? Um, you know, on the show, when we mentioned stuff that we're going to do, I think Nintendo is like, hey, you know what we should do? We should take what <laughs> these guys are saying and we should do it like the next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> these new dads have their pulse on the uh, modern, modern culture. Yeah, so I think a couple episodes ago, or even last episode, I was talking about how the Steam Deck has emulation properties to it, and maybe I could go in and dip into Metroid Prime, Mm -hmm. which was a whole series I completely missed, Mm. because it was on the GameCube, and I think it's for Wii, but I, again, that came late into the game. Mm. So Nintendo drops Prime Remastered, like, on their Direct that same day, and Digital and Physical, and I was like, okay maybe this is a sign why how could i not jump in we talk about our comfort games Mm -hmm. a lot on here metroid is my comfort game and this is one that i didn't it was one of the ones that when it came out i wasn't sure i was like oh first person kind Mm. of shooter metroid's not really about that it's about going through the caverns and backtracking and finding these puzzles as a newcomer to this in this remaster maybe Mm -hmm. that's part of the remaster um kind of vibe to it it is a wonderful translation yeah. from 2d to 3d Amazing. it is i don't know how they did it <laughs> i have no idea how they did it but they knew what they were doing they have that metroid feel to it 
And anybody that's on the fence is like, I'm not so sure. Pick up this remaster. It will change your mind. I haven't put it down. I probably wow. spent like 12 hours in this thing oh. um, since Friday. And I just, it's so much fun and it looks great. It's clean. It's like 60 frames a second. It runs like butter. And the kids, again, family affair. So how could I not do this, Trevor? The kids always watch me play Super Metroid. We usually do like an annual playthrough. Uh-huh. And then when I got this, they're like, oh, we need to work with you to find all the puzzles and all this stuff. So, again, getting the kids involved, it totally had to do it. And I can't recommend it enough. And it's pretty cheap, like Nintendo mm-hmm. cheap. So $49. <laughs> it's, you know, do you know what I mean? You know the price that I went? As soon as you said Nintendo cheap, I was like, oh, so it's $80. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not $80. It's 49 Canadian. 39 US. That's not bad considering the amount of work they've done. And I wouldn't even call this a remaster. It's a lot of it's been redone. Like just Hmm. seeing comparison shots. Um, It's much more than just a paint job. It's, it's been reimagined a little bit and it's great. Again, I can't recommend this enough. So super Metroid fans or even just Metroid in general, I'm hoping for this one. And then if Nintendo's listening two and three, please, (laughs) (laughs) because I missed out on those. So just get the whole set. Was it was it literally paper. Metroid Prime two and the Metroid Prime? There's three of this in this particular three D series. Wow! I believe no there's three. Yeah, I could be wrong, so the audience can correct me. But I think I missed out on all three because again, it was GameCube, and I totally missed that era. Mm. And I think we talked about that too. It was like I don't know. We had friends with GameCubes, but <laughs> we had no no friend. We had friend. one we had friend. <laughs> we had a friend with a GameCube, and that was it. Yeah, good good friend of the show, Capozzi, was the one man I ever knew. Yeah, all of my circles to ever own a cube. <laughs> GameCube. Yeah, so, so hopefully this will bring in a little bit more of a player base to something like this. They just, man, I'm telling you, they they really have seemed to dial it in this last couple of ones. So Final Fantasy, which is a reimagining, yeah. uh, Dead Space, which was a yeah. an actual just true, I think remaster, like it was uh, almost HD upgrade, but they just, I think they they remastered some UI stuff even in that one. Yes, yeah. Or this on this, and this one too. I, I didn't know they were doing the upgrades, like the up, uh, Sorry, I knew they were doing the visual fidelity updates. I didn't know they were going to do any uh, like UI and like flow type stuff as well, which is really encouraging. I th- yeah, even just the controls, man. Like I was looking at emulating this thing, and you had to like figure out <laughs> the old school controls, and it wasn't working <laughs> for a lot of people. And this is just twin stick, so you can go right into regular gaming, regular, regular modern gaming. So you're good to go. Oh, amazing. So yeah, hey, Gaming Dad, you uh, are thinking about doing this one? Let us know. Give us, drop us a note. So the last one that I had was a. I want to get your take on it. See if like it's something that you would have experienced. Because what is happening now in our house is we are starting. I'm starting to find a lot of divided requests for divided time with gaming. So specifically with Lego Star Wars. Literally, my oldest is asking me to play with them. He doesn't want his his younger brother to play with them because his younger brother's kind of just faffing about like getting like having fun. He wants to go through the missions. He wants to find his stuff. So he wants me. It's like no, no. uh, Let my let dad play with me. You go do you go do something else. Let him play for a while. So he's trying to like sanction that time. So as opposed to everybody's all together playing happily, we're all playing the same game, or we're just kind of all around playing it. There's like this literal delimination of okay, no, you go away it's gonna be me and dad time only and it's kind of worked sometimes because i've done some where it's okay like i'll do 20 minutes with you then i'll do 20 minutes with you 
mm-hmm. yeah, did you experience that as your kids were coming up? And if so, how did you guys handle it? Um, yes, and we're still still dealing with it, so it doesn't really <laughs> yeah, go away. <laughs> I don't know if that's hope or not, but yeah, I just, again, my oldest is getting into more complex games, more scary games, more mm. mature games, and they want to play those things with me present. So it's one of those things where they try to, hey, dad, I want to play with you on this game okay mm. bye younger sibling right bye, younger man just kind of lead me that way and even to play a game together that we used to do my older one it kind of gets more irritated and annoyed for my mm. younger one not picking up the controls as quickly or going through menus uh, like constantly changing out whatever like diablo 3 is an example uh, the pause menu pauses the game for everybody and they're picking through the gear like crazy right and they're not reading yeah. the numbers as quickly as the 12 year olds so there is definitely a divide. Mm. It's about trying to, again, how I've dealt with it is not probably ideal, but I do separate some time out. It's kind of like that bonding time even. Mm. But we do have that game that we come together. Metroid Prime, again, was one where we both mm-hmm. have the kids there. And I don't play it without both of them pre- like present. Like I can't play it with just one there because <laughs> that will start something. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we have that family game that we come back to, but... Mm. It sounds like that's kind of what you have going on, though. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like there's a very clean solution. It does. I suppose it's really just about fairness. And I, th- I do like the unifying thread, though, that you had at the end, where it's no matter what the separate the games that separate, which is fine. It's also kind of some nice one on one time, which is very cool to do with kids as well. But what you mentioned is like there's always that family time coming back together. So ultimately, you guys will all like come back and have a game you can all play together and still have that full-on experience yeah yeah i think that's the way to again if you come up with a better solution that works better just (laughs) let me know (laughs) i'm willing to try Mm -hmm. but yeah it's good to spend some time with even just i don't know some of the more mature games too are cool for me i'm like oh that's wow we're getting into that stuff all right let's go Kind of, I kind of hold up now, ever since you mentioned that you played Diablo with your kids, I kind of hold that up as like the gold standard. Once they reach a certain age, it's like, yep. man, if I could just, if I could get into a real meaty, like RPG like that with them, like, oh, that would be a blast. That's a, it's, <laughs> I'll cross that line at some point. But then when that day happens, I certainly probably cannot have the smaller one join us. So, right. but even for that one, I probably would need to kick him out of the room. So I'll be dealing with that same. Yeah unfortunate scenario like, oh, why don't you go upstairs with your mom yeah. mom doesn't play games hey yeah. look the sun's out why don't you go and yeah. shine dad's motorcycle <laughs> yeah, go, go wash my <laughs> you want a nickel go wash dad's uh, <laughs> dad's last attempt to feel young that's right go shine that's it right. up for me with you. <laughs> yeah. oh and on that insult we'll uh, wrap it up for the week <laughs> Uh, everybody thank you so much for listening so do you again do you have are you yourself a father who motorcycles i'd love to hear your opinion on it any steps that you've taken the lessons you've learned that'd be amazing do you have any thoughts on the recent remakes as far as metro prime or the other ones that have come about lego have you gone from movie to game or game to movie and any other of those titles that like would suit we love to hear about all those things like interacting with dads has been one of the greatest parts of this podcast and we'd love to continue doing so Find us on Twitter at New Dad Gaming or our website, NewDadGaming.com. If you like the show, you can find us on all the major podcasting networks, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Caster, anywhere we get your podcasts. Just look for New Dad Gaming. And what really does help the show, and is no word of a lie, it 
is night and day from when people had started to leave comments to subscribe and do all the else. If you do that for us, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating, and share it out. It does wonders for the show. It helps us connect to all the other gaming dads, and we really, truly do appreciate it. How are we going to get all the insights into the best movie games if we don't get the dads? That's right. <laughs> Look, how can we influence Nintendo together for the next great remaster if we don't I know our gaming this, dad forces? This show does it for Nintendo. So again, <laughs> email message those suggestions in. Nintendo's listening. <laughs> oh, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, my name is Trevor, and I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. And I'm Jeff, already 40, and I have a 12-year-old and a nine-year-old. Gosh, so old, Jeff. You're just so old. I know. (laughs) What's the 40s like, Jeff? Life insurance. (laughs) You start falling apart. (laughs) Oatmeal starts to really uh, speak to you in a way that it never did before. (laughs) You start talking about Super Nintendo all the time. Back in my day. Oh, would you say your midlife crisis purchase was the Steam Deck then? Probably. <laughs> it probably was, now that you bring it up. Probably. So you, can, so you can dip back into all your old glory days of gaming. I can relive my childhood and be like, yeah, at the time this was great, but now I, I don't have time for it. <laughs> well, at least I have it. That's at least right. I have it. <laughs> all right, everyone. Until next week, just because you became a dad does not mean it's game over.